Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 391. Why search the future and the past? Why do ye look with tearful eyes and seek far off for paradise? Before your feet, life's pearl is cast. Hymn number 391. scriptural will be given by Suzanne from Vermont. I shall read from Ephesians, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, 
and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven. Our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable One, thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom and the 
For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. <clears throat> Let's now sing hymn number 144. In atmosphere of love divine, we live and move and breathe. Though mortal eyes may see it not, tis sense that would deceive. Hymn number 144. to the Sunday morning service at the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We begin every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion, which is instruction in how to practice Christian science. We had another really good one today. So if you missed it, or even if you didn't, you, You'll be able to catch it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. And you can also find it on our YouTube channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. And that Sunday school has a teleconference number so that if you don't live in the area, uh, your child can still attend by telephone. So if you don't live in the area and have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll give you the number and would love to welcome your child to our Sunday school. And we have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And we have a nursery for infants and toddlers at, for all of our services. 
And this coming Saturday will be our next Bible study. So check the website for the Bible study questions and please join us Saturday morning at 10 a.m. You'll be happy that you did. Also this week we've been busy printing and mailing. The latest edition of Forum Highlights has been printed and mailed to subscribers. So if you are a subscriber, it should arrive any day now. And let's see. Our outreach is worldwide, really. Uh, we have, I think, over 20 different websites, many of which are in languages other than English. And there are many of you out there all over the world who translate for us articles, books, lessons into different languages so that the Word of God reaches throughout the world through our websites. And we also have many different YouTube channels, again, in different languages to carry the same message of God to mankind. One of the articles that I really liked this week uh, featured on our English website by Edward Kimball entitled, Error Appears But to Disappear. So if you've got something that's been plaguing you, please read this article. It will help you immensely. Error Appears But to Disappear by Edward Kimball. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. Now we will have the reading of a testimony of healing from the Fruitage chapter of Science and Health, which attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that article, that testimony, will now be read by Annie from Virginia. From page 670, Morally and Physically Healed. I did not accept Christian science on account of any healing of my own, but after seeing my mother, who was fast drifting toward helplessness with rheumatism, restored to perfect health with only a few treatments in Christian science. I thought, surely, this must be the truth, as Jesus taught and practiced it. And if so, it was what I had been longing for. This was about 10 years ago and was the first I had ever heard of Christian science. We soon got a copy of Science and Health, and I began in the right way to see if Christian science were the truth. I had no thought of studying it for bodily healing. In fact, I did not think I needed it for that, but my soul cried out for something I had not yet found. This book was indeed a key to the scriptures. It was not long after I began reading before I discovered that my eyes were good and strong. I could read as much as I wished and at any time which was something I could not do before, as my eyes had always been weak. The doctor said they never would be very strong, 
and that if I did not wear glasses, I might lose my sight altogether. I never gave up to wearing glasses, and now, thanks to Christian science, I do not need them. My work for the past two years as a railway mail clerk being a good test. At the same time my eyes were healed, I also noticed that I was entirely healed of another ailment, which had been with me all my life and which was believed to be inherited. Since that time, my growth has seemed to me slow, yet when I look back and view myself as I was before Christian science found me and compare it with my life as it is now, I can only close my eyes to the picture and rejoice that I have been, quote, born again, and that I have been and that I have daily been putting off, quote, the old man with his deeds and putting on, quote, the new man. Some of the many things that have been overcome through the study of science and health and through realizing and practicing the truth it teaches are profanity, the use of tobacco, a very quick temper, which made both myself and those around me at times very miserable, and such thoughts as malice, revenge, etc., O-L-R, Fort Worth, Texas. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page two of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Unreality. The golden text is from John. Judge not according to the appearance but judge righteous judgment. The responsive reading, 2 Corinthians. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, and having in a readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Do ye look on things after the outward appearance? If any man trust to himself that he is Christ's, let him of himself think this again, that as he is Christ's, even so are we Christ's. Bruce will now read. I will read from the Bible. First Samuel. The Lord seeth not as man seeth, for man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Jeremiah. Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man, and maketh flesh his arm, 
and whose heart departeth from the Lord? For he shall be like the heath in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land, and not inhabited. Blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord, and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters, and that spreadeth out her roots by the river, and shall not see when heat cometh, but her leaf shall be green, and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. O Lord, the hope of Israel, all that forsake thee shall be ashamed, and they that depart from me shall be written in the earth, because they have forsaken the Lord, the fountain of living waters. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Save me, and I shall be saved, for thou art my praise. Matthew And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, and he cometh, and to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast believed, so be it done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the selfsame hour. John but though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not on him, that the saying of Isaiah the prophet might be fulfilled, which he spake, Lord, who hath believed our report? And to whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore they could not believe, because that Isaiah said again, He hath blinded their eyes, 
and hardened their heart, that they should not see with their eyes, nor understand with their heart, and be converted, and I should heal them. These things said Isaiah when he saw his glory and spake of him. Nevertheless, among the chief rulers also many believed on him, but because of the Pharisees they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. Jesus cried and said, He that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. And he that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. I am come a light into the world, that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. Matthew Then spake Jesus to the multitude and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees sit in Moses' seat. All therefore whatsoever they bid you observe, that observe and do. But do not ye after their works, for they say and do not. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For ye pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin, and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought ye to have done, and not to leave the other undone. Ye blind guides, which strain at a gnat and swallow a camel, thou blind Pharisee, Cleanse first that which is within the cup and platter, that the outside of them may be clean also. For ye are like unto whited sepulchres, which indeed appear beautiful outward, but are within full of dead men's bones and of all uncleanness. Even so, ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men. But within ye are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. 2 Corinthians Therefore we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing, rather, to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh? 
Yea, though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now henceforth know we him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new, and all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers? For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Carol will now read. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. All reality is in God and His creation, harmonious and eternal. That which He creates is good, and He makes all that is made. We learn in Christian science that all inharmony of mortal mind or body is illusion, possessing neither reality nor identity, though seeming to be real and identical. Inasmuch as God is good and the fount of all being, he does not produce moral or physical deformity, therefore such deformity is not real, but is illusion, the mirage of error. Divine science reveals these grand facts. On their basis, Jesus demonstrated life, never fearing nor obeying error in any form. Mortal existence is a dream. Mortal existence has no real entity, but saith it is I. Spirit is the ego which never dreams, but understands all things, which never errs and is ever conscious, which never believes but knows, which is never born 
and never dies. Spiritual man is the likeness of this ego. Man is not God, but like a ray of light which comes from the sun, man, the outcome of God, reflects God. From the infinite elements of the one mind emanate all form, color, quality, and quantity, and these are mental, both primarily and secondarily. Their spiritual nature is discerned only through the spiritual senses. Being in sympathy with matter, the worldly man is at the beck and call of error and will be attracted thitherward. He is like a traveler going westward for a pleasure trip. The company is alluring and the pleasures exciting. After following the sun for six days, he turns east on the seventh, satisfied if he can only imagine himself drifting in the right direction. By and by, ashamed of his zigzag course, he would borrow the passport of some wiser pilgrim, thinking with the aid of this to find and follow the right road. Vibrating like a pendulum between sin and the hope of forgiveness, selfishness and sensuality causing constant retrogression, our moral progress will be slow. Waking to Christ's demand, mortals experience suffering. This causes them, even as drowning men, to make vigorous efforts to save themselves. And through Christ's precious love, these efforts are crowned with success. What is termed material sense can report only a mortal, temporary sense of things, whereas spiritual sense can bear witness only to truth. To material sense, the unreal is the real, until this sense is corrected by Christian science. Spiritual sense Contradicting the material senses involves intuition, hope, faith, understanding, fruition, reality. Material sense expresses the belief that mind is in matter. This human belief, alternating between a sense of pleasure and pain, hope and fear, Life and death never reaches beyond the boundary of the mortal or the unreal. When the real is attained, which is announced by science, joy is no longer a trembler, nor is hope a cheat. Spiritual ideals, like numbers and notes, start from principle and admit no materialistic beliefs. Spiritual ideas lead up to their divine origin, God, and to the spiritual sense of being. 
A Christian scientist and an opponent are like two artists. One says, I have spiritual ideals, indestructible and glorious. When others see them as I do, in their true light and loveliness, and know that these ideals are real and eternal because drawn from truth, they will find that nothing is lost and all is won by a right estimate of what is real. The other artist replies, You wrong my experience. I have no mind ideals except those which are both mental and material. It is true that materiality renders these ideals imperfect and destructible, yet I would not exchange mine for thine, for mine give me such personal pleasure, and they are not so shockingly transcendental. They require less self-abnegation and keep soul well out of sight. Moreover, I have no notion of losing my old doctrines or human opinions. Dear reader, which mind picture or externalized thought shall be real to you, the material or the spiritual? Both you cannot have. You are bringing out your own ideal. This ideal is either temporal or eternal. Either spirit or matter is your model. If you try to have two models, then you practically have none. Like a pendulum in a clock, you will be thrown back and forth, striking the ribs of matter and swinging between the real and the unreal. Christian science raises the standard of liberty and cries, follow me. Escape from the bondage of sickness, sin, and death. Jesus marked out the way. Citizens of the world, accept the glorious liberty of the children of God and be free. This is your divine right. The illusion of material sense, not divine law, has bound you, entangled your free limbs, crippled your capacities, enfeebled your body, and defaced the tablet of your being. If God had instituted material laws to govern man, disobedience to which would have made man ill, Jesus would not have disregarded those laws by healing in direct opposition to them and in defiance of all material conditions. The transmission of disease or of certain idiosyncrasies of mortal mind would be impossible if this great fact of being were learned, namely, that nothing inharmonious can enter being, for life is God. Heredity is a prolific subject for mortal belief to pin theories upon. But if we learn that nothing is real but the right, we shall have no dangerous inheritances, and fleshly ills will disappear.
You command the situation if you understand that mortal existence is a state of self-deception and not the truth of being. Mortal mind is constantly producing on mortal body the results of false opinions, and it will continue to do so until mortal error is deprived of its imaginary powers by truth, which sweeps away the gossamer webs of mortal illusion. Let us learn of the real and eternal and prepare for the reign of spirit, the kingdom of heaven, the reign and rule of universal harmony, which cannot be lost nor remain forever unseen. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let's now sing hymn number 399. Ye timid saints, fresh courage take. The clouds ye so much dread are big with mercy and will break in blessings on your head. Hymn number 399.
Let us now sing hymn number 199. Now thank we all our God with grateful hearts and voices who wondrous things hath done in whom the world rejoices who from the days of yore hath blessed us on our way with countless gifts of love and still is ours today. Hymn number 199. Christian Science Textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the Correlative Passages, 1 John, 3rd Chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. 
Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore man is not material, he is spiritual. 1 John Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself even as he is pure. Isaiah, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Thank you. 